Ultimately, our measure of success is in the global change that we're affecting. We're changing legislation, we're changing medicine, we're changing science for God's sake. We're changing everything. That's the success of the cannabis industry. That's the success that we all share together. We're all part of that. That's attorney and CEO Monique Jackson Fitzgerald, just one of the many powerful speakers at the Women in Cannabis National Conference in Las Vegas. Women are influencing and carving out a very important niche in the emerging cannabis space, and we will meet the founders and event staffers coming up on a special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. We are pro-cannabis media. Don't look now, but it's a whole new world of weed out there. Pot is flower, it's Bruce Banner and Blue Dream. You've got bongs and dabs, resin and shatter, vaping and edibles, new terms, new strains, and new ways to use cannabis sativa, the plant. Some just made with CBD, and hemp has minimal THC. There's sativa and indica strains and 100 chemicals, all legal in 10 states for adult use. There's a lot to get to know. Get used to it, folks, because it's legal in the Bay State and it's not going away. Neither is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young next. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called cannabis sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi everyone, welcome again to another very special edition of In the Weeds on the Road with Jimmy Young here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are actually at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we are joined by the Women in Cannabis Conference Brain Trust. Absolutely, we have Stacy Thompson, we have Annie Epley, we have Parissa Rad, great name, <laughs> and Danny Garner. Thank you girls, thank you ladies, thank you women for coming in and hanging out with me today so we can talk a little bit what, about your conference. First of all, Stacy is one of the founders. What were your impressions? Were you thrilled? I mean, first of all, congratulations on getting that award. Thank you. But tell me now a little bit about your impressions now that it's been a few days. I'm still soaking it in. It has been absolutely amazing. The energy that we created on that day has just been transcending into the MJ Biz Week and running into ladies. We just keep on getting so many compliments on just the energy and, and really the empowerment and the speaker lineup that we had was just outstanding. It really it was exciting. It was almost like a contest. There was one, and then the next one got better. I mean, it was really fun. Andy, how about you? What were your impressions? What do you take away from this conference? What did you learn about? Um, I learned how powerful that we are when we all get on the same page. I learned that uh, energy is something that we all share when we're ready to share it. And I learned that we're really capable of anything when we all get on the same page and allow each other to fail. Absolutely. What were your impressions? Uh, I was just blown away. That was my first experience at a National Women of Cannabis Conference. And 
It was just wonderful. It was actually the first time I ever met these ladies in real life, mm -hmm. which is amazing. We've all connected on social media. Um, you know, the power of social media, right? It's oh, amazing. Yeah. And it's connected us and created a bond. And I think this just solidified it, being able to meet in person and really, like she said, capture each other's energies and just be present and enjoy what we've worked really hard to create. Yeah. So. It really was a celebration of your gender, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and Danny, what were your impressions of the event? Um, the flow, like, really impressed me. Like, no matter what happened or what was going on with everybody, the attendees, us working with everything, um, it just went perfect. So let's start with the one person who I think stole the show. Uh, it was certainly amazing to hear a 15-year-old young woman tell her story about how cannabis has saved and changed her life. I would like to know a little bit more about Riley and how it, you learned about her story and how this all worked out with her. Is it, which, who booked it? Hi. I take care of uh, who's being on stage. That's my lane. So uh, Riley has been an inspiration to our industry. Um, she has been an inspiration to our actually uh, legislation. She's been going up against uh, Jeff's uh, the Jeff Sessions. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, she's she's been on that crusade of trying to really get the federal laws changed in this country, and um, she's just been a powerhouse in growing. Uh, as an entrepreneur and building her own brand. So she is the youngest female in our industry, which is absolutely amazing. And she's just this really impressive young woman who is going to make just huge waves as she grows older. Yeah. I have a saying, I worked with young people my whole life, and I say, you give young people an opportunity and treat them as humans as opposed to kids, right. and they will blow you away with their ability mm -hmm. and their ability to perform and do great things. Uh, tell a little bit more about her background because I know she's from Delaware. She's 15, am I right? She just turned 14, actually. Oh, that was the 14th birthday? Yes. I don't want to put an underage on a female. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Although I guess when you're a teenager, you don't mind no, getting you a don't. little bit closer and closer to that adult age. Um, but basically, she's trying to get cannabis, she's a caregiver, in the hands of other young people, kids under the age of 21, who wouldn't have access to it, who need the medicine to survive. Correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. Annie, what would you take away from Riley? You know, I have a 15-year-old, um, so that it was extremely powerful. It was priceless. You know, I think one of the things after Riley got off of the stage, I felt so empowered to share with the audience that she helped me to realize that we have to stop making our children the difference makers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's our responsibility to stand up um, as their parents and start doing something about protecting their health um, and being intentional about that. Yeah. Uh, Priscilla, what did you take away from Riley? Well, I think I resonate the most with Riley as a speaker because my daughter, Yazzie, who is now 18, but was 14 when she started using medical marijuana, is the reason that I'm in the cannabis industry. And so I pretty much just sobbed throughout her entire speech because, I mean, it hits so close to home and all the reasons that I'm here and my why, so. Everybody has a cannabis story. Yes. Okay. Can you explain that story with your child? Are you comfortable telling, talking oh, a little bit? Oh, absolutely. How'd yeah. you get into cannabis first? Go for it. <laughs> well, Yazzie be, uh, came very ill due to prescription opiates and my daughter is in palliative care. So she receives nursing around the clock and eats from a surgical tube rather than orally 
And um, as a desperate mother looking for some sort of answer to my daughter's severe chronic pain and nausea and dry heaving, we uh, tried cannabis and it was almost miraculous change in her um, overall health and her, uh, definitely her mood had improved and her outlook on life. My daughter is visually impaired since birth, completely mm -hmm. blind in both eyes and has cerebral palsy. So things have always been challenging our whole lives, but uh, cannabis is actually the first time that I can say my daughter is genuinely happy. And she says, you know, I'm so thankful. I'm happier now than I've ever been in my life. And this is coming from a chronically ill child. And I say child still because she's 18, but she'll always be my baby. That's right. And um, anyways, so that's my why she's motivated me to be the change and be a voice for so many people that don't have a voice or maybe they're too ill to speak up so I gotta tell you I hear so many of these stories now that I've been in this space for the last two years and everyone is different but everyone beams like you just did when you expressed yourself you were so proud You're, you had a big smile on your face and you were like this is you know you can see the passion behind the story um, Tell me a little bit about your impressions of Riley. Well, um, I was an early childhood educator, so like you said before, um, just seeing the power of a child like come to fruition. Right. That give him a chance. Exactly, and that's yeah. I loved seeing that just bl her blossom on that stage and get to witness it. Absolutely. So now here's the, the fun question. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I know that I saw similar outfits at the show with a really kind of cool looking. Uh, I don't know Shout out pink. to Marijuana Town USA for yes. looking us up. Thank yes, she, she donated uh, all of those skirts to us to wear on stage. Now, we loved is it. Is it purple and pink? Am I right there? Sometimes I get a little colorblind challenge. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. And then a white top. I and mean, you, you girls like look like teammates, which was great. And I, you're, you look like teammates again now. So I'd like to know how you coordinated the, the whole purple thing going here. Is that, <laughs> is that a cannabis, purple a cannabis thing? No, it's uh, just a women of cannabis thing. Yeah, it's kind of just <laughs> our... our your Our color. colors, yeah. That's cool. And Our not, branding. Nothing deep, nothing deep. Speaking of branding, let's give credit to Lady Jane Branding oh, and Jen wow. Wetzel. Wow. Because if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be hanging out with you guys. Uh, when I met her at the, I met her a few times, but uh, and she's uh, been great uh, to me and we've done a lot of interviews. I see her at different shows. Um, but she's the one who explained to me what she was doing with her research project. Yeah. And that's why she got involved with your conference. Yeah. Um, how did you first hear about Lady Jane Branding? Well, Jennifer reached out to us. Ah, and she's, <laughs> yes, like which that. was fantastic. Yes. It was absolutely wonderful hearing from her. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a no-brainer for us to include the Lady Jane Branding uh, study and the Women in Cannabis study along with our conference. It, it was just, and that's what we like to do is to empower other women to join us and, and bring their talents and and expertise to all come together as one. Yeah. Um, what's your archetype, Annie? Come on. I'm about to blow your mind, Jimmy, like you already didn't know what my archetype By the way, is. Every time I'm hanging with you, you blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. It's the energy, right? Um, you know, Jimmy, I'm all of the archetypes. Um, when the biggest thing, if you will talk a little bit more with uh, Jennifer, and I would love for you to ask her the question, why is Annie all of the archetypes, specifically that? And she'll explain it just like she explained it to me, is that as women, we're told that we are one thing. You are the doctor, you are the lawyer, you are the artist. 
but we are all of these things. And you have to. We are all of these right. things. So, you know, I, I loved what Jennifer did because it did allow us to kind of sit in a space and, you know, relate with the doctor, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm Dr. Payne. I call myself Dr. Payne all the time. <laughs> Good song. I'm not a doctor, but I will Good take song. a look at it. Yeah. But, you know, I, that's, that's, that's what the whole purpose of, of her archetype yeah. is, is to teach women that we're everything. Right. You know, we're all of those things. Krista, do you have an archetype, you know, when you came out to be? I, um, you know, I think that the advocate resonates the most with me. Okay. I'm not just, advocacy isn't something new to me. I've been an advocate for my daughter mm -hmm. and other children with special needs pretty much my whole entire life. So, right. I get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, Danny, do you have an archetype? I am too. I'm the artist and the best friend. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Stacey, she is. You didn't get yours, Stacy. You What's your archetype? What is it? What is what? it? I was so busy, I didn't even get to do any that's of the right. archetypes. You don't have to. Sorry, Jennifer. So, no, it's <laughs> so I'm going to, since we, Annie, since we really haven't had a, you know, you guys have known me for what, two days. Um, if you had to pick an archetype for me, which one do you think it would be? Do we have the list of archetypes? Because this is hard without them well, standing know. up around the room. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Oh. Maybe the unicorn. Maybe the off. unicorn. That's fine. All right, I'll tell you what. All right, this so I come out game. as a teacher, okay? But I'm the eternal child. Come on. Uh, well, you're of course. So I am a man, so I have zero brain power. Right? <laughs> and I, I have a female in my life who I basically refer to as she who must be obeyed. And that is a term that David Faraday, a golf channel uh, personality uses to talk about his significant other. And by the way, I don't use the W word because we are not M word. We are committed to each other. That's a lovely love way. That. Okay, and it's been 19 years. Congratulations. And she's only kicked me out a few times. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. That's pretty good. Not that at all. Bad, it's her house, know? too, so she pretty much can do whatever she wants. And when it comes to fashion, there's no way she's asking me for opinion. I get it, but I do love you, Don. You know that. Um, Stormy Simon, I got to sit down with her after the show. Uh-oh, I'm hitting a heart, something in your heart. She's awesome. Oh, yes. But can I tell you something? All women, you guys can do something that we men will never be able to do. And why women have to prove themselves twice as much? Because you are, you are mothers, you're fathers, you're providers, and you don't have a choice. That's what you, when you bring a child, another life into the world, you signed up for them. We, we get the fun, we get out of the way, and we're jerks. I don't like my gender that much. I'm very embarrassed by some of the behaviors that I hear about through the Me Too movement, um, from, uh, oh, come on guys, I mean, sexual harassment's been around since the 90s when we started taking our seminars, and here we are 30 years later, and it's not like anybody learned anything, which is kind of pathetic. So I get very frustrated by that. I uh, actually, um, there's a book written by a guy by the name of Jackson Katz. It's called The Macho Paradox. And it basically calls on men to call on other men to act, gee, more humane, more <laughs> sensitive, more respectful. And don't be some of the jerks that men can be. I'm sorry, that's how I feel. Um, that being said, um, talk, let's talk about Stormy. Um, what, so I know we talked about specific people here, but give us a little background on her. I mean, she really carved her own way up the corporate ladder at Overstock.com. 
right? Mm -hmm. And I know we're going to be playing excerpts from some of the speeches on our next show on the 19th, you know, little little bits here and there. Uh, but um, you, who wants to be the summerarian on this one? You Man, you're dying to do it. Just do yeah. it. Tell, me, tell, us, tell us how you came about uh, finding Stormy Simon. Well, Stacy found her, okay. um, and I was a Stormy fan. Mm -hmm. I just, she's one of the women that, you know, we've kind of watched that just empowered us to empower other women. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, you've been around Stormy, so you know how just pure and beautiful her soul is, mm -hmm. and that's easy to be around. So, um, Stormy and I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's um, fantastic. We, we absolutely connected on this trip. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's one of the biggest reasons that Stacy and I kind of built this idea of putting all of the women in a mansion, you know, in a large house where we can all stay together. Mm -hmm. So that we do get that time to relate. Right. We do get that time to talk about our stories of our children and right. how, you know, we're struggling. Yeah. So that, you know, we we are those powerful women. Yeah. You know, and I know we want to talk about Stormy, but I did want to say something really quickly. The I mean, nobody can edit you, so go for it. Okay, good. <laughs> good. That's um, why we get along. The, <laughs> what we're doing isn't necessarily about men. I and that. I, yeah, no, and it's I, celebrating women. Well, it's not even celebrating women. I really want to, really want to clear this yeah, up. Yeah, so this it's great. about encouraging women to break the behavioral um, habits that we have been ex exhibiting toward each other for centuries. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, we're all very guilty of judging women without another woman opening her mouth by her hairpin, by her shoelaces, by her cleavage, correct, <laughs> by her cleavage, yeah. you know, and, and women, we, we tear each other down, um, almost organically, you know? And so we kind of, for, for me, I know this is my situation in this and, and stormy kind of just mm -hmm. brought all that, you know, beautifully for me in this visit was, um, we need to change that. We need to change that behavior, and we change that behavior by accountability. And so it has a lot to do with men because if we're better women, we can take better care of our men and encourage them to use better parts of their brain or, you know Using what I'm saying, any yeah, part of their brain. I was trying to be sweet, Jim. There were some fun outtakes of some of the uh, speakers as well, I might add. Oh, um, I can't wait to see. Well, we'll have that. But I do want to talk about Cassandra for a second. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Cassandra Farrington, who's one of the co-founders of MJ BizCon, she came out, gave a little rah-rah, uh, which was great. Mm -hmm. And the thing I wrote down was, I did this. Basically saying, you know what? Look what I built. And she takes pride in that. And you're trying to do the same thing and empowering other women right. to do the same thing and follow the paths of those uh, in, in your gender that are doing amazing things. Why is it the cannabis industry? Is it the fact that it's so new and you have an opportunity to carve a niche? Absolutely. I think it's the plant, too. You know, she's a female plant. That's right. She's a female plant. She reproduces. By the way, a lot of people do not know that the cannabis sativa plant has a male version and a female version. Correct. And the female version is gorgeous, some of these buds, correct? And they're the, these are the buds we like. Correct. She is the medicinal. She's the reproducer. You know, there's no there's no mistake. It was put here on purpose. And and it's so much like females. It's silly. You know, if you think about it, and like I said, from a reproductive state, I mean, when you're cloning, you're taking her, ba you know, you're taking her and creating more. Yeah. So for me, it's about, it is a, about a niche for, for a lot of folks. And I think that when you 
jump into things like that. It is like, holy cow, okay, how do we make money doing what we love? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, but it is definitely um, more about the other as well. There's so much science and research that's mm -hmm. driving this green wave in Washington, D.C. and across the country. And we all know about the STEM initiative in education. Danny, I'm sure you're familiar with the STEM initiative mm -hmm. in education. And a lot of times, talk about those prejudices and stereotypes, women were kind of steered away from the sciences, were they not? Yeah. Wow. Does cannabis offer an opportunity again to educators to bring more women into the science community? Oh, definitely. Definitely, especially because they already have that connection with the plant, and then if they already are science-minded that were stifled, it's going to arise again, and they're going to find, especially when they find women like us, and they find themselves in a speaker room going, wow, there's a woman right there, woman right there doing what I want to do, and they might start to try to research that path and find it. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so, what other stories that really stand out, because you had so many speakers, there was one right after another after another. Um, which, is there anyone in particular? We've already given Riley the prize, right? <laughs> and then we'll talk about the competition in a moment. Okay? okay. But is there anything that someone said on stage that really stuck with you? Is there I mean, one thing? It's tough when you narrow it down. I understand there's so many things, but is there anything that sticks with any of you? Well, I will say just because I'm the marketing director and I get a lot of the, the, the feedback online, and I would say that Nicole West really left a lasting in, impression on so many viewers. She really motivated and inspired and really spoke from a place of like, you know, authenticity about her challenges and even mistakes. And I think that as, as women, being that we have to always prove ourselves to be strong and fearless and, you know, like you said, almost, you know, work double as hard to be mm -hmm. where we are. I think it was Triple. really big of her to stand on that stage and say, mm -hmm. I made big mistakes and I don't want you to make the same one. So I'm going to share with you. Right. And, and hopefully help you. So I think that that, just based on the, the comments and feedback that we got, we, that was yeah, she yeah. was powerful. Few, right? She was authentic. Authentic, yeah. yeah. She was relatable. Right, absolutely. Um, interesting uh, what you were just talking about with um, uh, Nicole. And, you know, I think that all of us as humans, we are not perfect beings. We might strive for perfection. We might strive to be successful in business or in sports or whatever um, our passion truly is. But as humans, we do learn more from our mistakes than our successes. Oh, right. And that was a similar theme throughout the entire day. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anything you have to comment on that? Do you agree with? I know you can agree with me. I appreciate it, but I like it when you just kind of expound a little bit more. You know, um, is she the shy one, Annie? You know, I think that she's gotten so used to me talking for her. She's like, Annie, you got this. Girl. You got this, girl. You got this. Um, is there any um, anything that you've done in your life that turned out to be a mistake, and you have you learned from that? Life is just a bunch of learning experiences and yes absolutely and especially in this industry you know there's no protocol there's no books there's no rules of what to do in any certain way uh, everything's always changing and so you have to adjust yourselves you have to pivot you have to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people finding the right team um, I am so blessed to have found these ladies and they see my vision see what I want uh, for our future and they believe in me and the vision and believe in 
us women to be able to accomplish it. So that's pretty awesome. I've made so many mistakes along the way that I've, I mean, I've been in this industry just over four years and I swear, uh, if I had someone to mentor me, and I think that's one of the biggest key things, is to find a mentor yep. that you can really trust in and that they're gonna give you good, sound, experienced advice. That's great. Anything you'd like to share as far as a mistake that perhaps you've learned from Annie? I mean, I've got so many too, <laughs> yeah. okay, and I've shared them all already. So well, if I would like to answer her question, you know, that she didn't answer before you asked that. You know, the, what I enjoy about our conference, what I get out of the conference uh, mostly is that we're not there to talk about business and our product. That happens on the vendor level. What those speakers are there to do is to lift women from the base of what the heck it is they're going through and encourage them to continue to push forward. You know, Stacy's vision was very clear when her and I, you know, uh, met, met each other and decided, okay, let's do this together, was that she wanted it to be stories of these powerful women that even her and I looked up to, you know, that it was like, oh my God, Stormy Simon, <laughs> you know, I think a few times, even Mila, you know, Mila slept in the same house as we did. I mean, this woman has done so much that we're still playing catch up. Oh, yeah. And still plenty more to, to yeah. share and everything. Yes. Um, a new item, would you like to share a mistake, either one of you two? I, I don't want to... Danny's know. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think you have to be careful about the relationships that you go into in this industry. A bullshit detector, perhaps. You know, yeah, uh, yeah we need a Kristen Yoder with that's us. Right. <laughs> and by the way, I'm recruiting Kristen for my team as a correspondent, just so you know. Good. Sorry, Parisa. Uh, go ahead, Parisa. No, no, I think that, you know, that's just a really important thing is to, you know, trust your gut, uh, really vet your clientele, and not just your, you know, um, it goes both ways yep. when you're working with people. So just mm -hmm. be careful. Um, things can happen on both ends. And I've learned and I'm really grateful to be surrounding myself with women that I continue to uh, respect and trust. So. Right. And, you know, those like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. What a shock, right? Mm -hmm. And I do find good in all people and try to create a relationship around that. It's something I learned from my dad. And damn, have I been burnt a few times, you know? Oh, mm -hmm. oh you're shaking, you know. <laughs> I think we all have. You know what I mean? you got to put yourself out there, otherwise you're never going to know. So, so uh, I mean, don't beat yourself up over your mistakes. Move on, mm -hmm. pivot quickly, and keep it quickly. Going, I had know? a great mission statement last week. Dare to dream, dare to do. And it really hit home with me because I am daring right now, and I'm doing what I love to do meet people, talk with them, tell their stories, let them tell their own stories, and I get the heck out of the way, <laughs> and share it with the world. Mm -hmm. Because we're in a very historic time right now. Yes. I, I feel like as a history major at Tufts University, I'm documenting a new industry, uh, the development of a new normal in the greatest country in the world, which is you know a fascinating time <laughs> to be involved yes. with this. Yes. Never thought in a million years I would be ending up in this space, never thinking I'd see it legalized in my home state of Massachusetts. I mean, look, there's a God up there, guys, okay? And he's <laughs> taking believe. good care of me, too, okay? And I appreciate that. Um, Talk about your competition. You actually did something new this year in your competition, uh, yes. letting the, uh, you had, I think, 10 entrepreneurs, they did a 60-second elevator pitch in front of everybody, and then you had a vote, and then you had an award. You want to take me through how that all came about? 
Yeah, we wanted to just expand and, and create some new aspect of the conference this year, and I'm sure we'll continue doing that each and every year. But we will definitely keep this uh, female entrepreneur contest as part of our conference. It was so amazing. Uh, the women that that participated, they had to get nominated. Uh, we took the top nominations uh, finalists. They came into Vegas, um, and we were able to. Uh, have such hype on it. The women um, were amazing in being able to share their stories and our winner is just ecstatic. She came to our master class for the second day yesterday and learned so much and uh, it was just an amazing opportunity for her. Mindy Gum Gravel? Yes. Yes. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't want to blow that one. Like I did on stage. Let me tell you, I interviewed somebody from the NCIA and I butchered his last name not once, not twice, but three times. Oh, man. And I said, wait a second, your last name isn't what I said? He says, no, it's this. And I went, and you didn't correct me? <laughs> you know, okay, great. I still love you anyway. And to it. It's all, it all, it all has worked out. Um, well, what's next? How you, how you've set the bar. Okay, you have set the bar with this conference. Uh, 350, 400 in yes, that range? Yes, right around there. Four, 415. Yeah. Four, 415, yeah. great. We were max capacity. They said it was more more people than have ever been in that building ever before. Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, a dozen vendors or so were showcasing We had stuff. 24 vendors. Thank you very much. I knew you'd know the exact number. <laughs> yes. And it was double what I said, which again, does not surprise me. Um, and uh, so what's next? How, what, what, you guys are talking about some different things. Do you have any idea? Well, that Teresa talk. All right, yeah, Teresa, we're, what's we're next? We're heading to Detroit. So we'll be there in May, and um, we're rolling yeah, out cool. regional leaders and mm -hmm. conferences. So definitely be on the lookout for a National Women of Cannabis Conference in Puerto Rico, as well as other states to be announced soon. So if you want to get involved, women can contact us and go to our, our website. How do they contact you? And you know that's your camera over w there. Wofcana.com. And you can go to Facebook and Instagram, obviously, as well. We'd love to connect with uh, women that are looking to lead their communities. So. Yeah, and make a difference in the world, right? Yeah, join, that, join come walk the world with us. Yes, W-O-C-C, though. I love that line. And I think I love all of you. I really enjoyed being part we of We love that. you, too, Jim. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, don't I love that? And I get so sensitive, <laughs> I'm going to cry. Um, so I want to thank uh, Danny, Parisa, Annie and Stacy for you, letting me into your world of women in cannabis. Thank, well, thank, you. thank you for it was a pleasure. So everything. for all of these wonderful women, I am your host of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. I also have a great videographer and producer behind the scenes here named Dan French. And I thank you all for watching and please remember it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. <laughs> we are pro cannabis media.